So I always like bringing up topics that make people feel uncomfortable. Of course you do. So, it wouldn't be you if you didn't. But I do it out of love, I swear. I do it out of love because those are the topics that have helped not just myself, but everybody else I know grow the most. Like, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's like anything else in life. You got to do the not-so-fun stuff in order to get the most growth. We call that adulting. Right, right, right. I've seen the t-shirts, yeah. Um, so, I lately it's been on my heart and mind to talk about, you know, fasting. Um, and that's something you and I have talked about individually before mm-hmm. while eating at Applebee's, of course, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, a lot of friends and I have talked about it and not many Christians know the full story about it. They don't know the, the purpose or the, even the benefits of it. Um, so <clears throat> that's why that's something that just popped in my head recently about it. And fasting as a concept is not hard because other religions do it too, but our purpose is different than theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and our benefits are better too. <laughs> you know? I would think so, yes. So, yeah, and I can say that because this is a Christian podcast and people aren't going to like what I have to say. Oh, well, don't listen to a Christian podcast. So fasting is just not uh, eating any food or really drinking that much or at all, depending on what kind of fast you do. There's a couple. We're going to stick to the main purpose and the main one. Um, so the purpose of fasting, you just, you're focusing your energy and your time, uh, to grow in your relationship with God. You grow in your faith, you submit your body's, um, flesh to God's will instead of your own. Uh, it has breakthroughs. You bring clarity, healing, you cement and carry out your calling. It helps, uh, you to be blessed. Um, yes, Fasting blesses you. It opens up financial doors, trust me. And that's heresy in certain um, denominations like the AG. Um, there is also corporate fasts that churches do and countries even do them too um, to uh, repent, turn to God's judgment uh, away from them, get answers on the direction they need their community to go through, have God intercede on their country or community's behalf, and even heal. Uh, old wounds in the community or country. Um, I ran into a good friend of mine, uh, Beth at Walmart today. And it's, it's the coincidence was great because uh, she's helping me get all that funding and stuff like that for, uh, for overseas. She's, she's doing amazing work for me and my friends. So Beth, if you're listening, you're, you know, you're just the awesome, most awesome person I know, just incredible what she's doing for, for all my friends and me and YWAM. She was talking about a revival they had in Fiji and this small group of people, they, they prayed, fasted, and interceded upon the government's behalf afterwards. Oh, and, wait, wait, wait. I think I, of, I think I heard about this. Yeah. Is this the one where they were like growing carrots the size of people's forearms? I believe so. And it's crazy because now the whole country is, is their direction is towards God. And I've seen the fallout of that because I've worked with my, my friend Rappo. And Rappo, if you're listening, I love you. I love you and miss you, buddy. Um, he, uh, him and his family are missionaries from Fiji. I went to a Fijian church. And those people are on fire. It's crazy. So, and it started, revival starts with a lot of things. And that's another topic we'll cover eventually, because that's something you and I love to talk about. But it started with prayer and fasting. Um, So some examples are like when Ruth asked Mordecai to have her, have the, the Jewish people fast for three days before she went and basically had to plead for their lives before the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonah, when he warned the king of Nineveh, he, the king immediately got up and said, you know, everything and everyone, including the livestock is not eating. 
Like that's a pretty intense fast. So yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to tell people to do that one. You know, we'll get to that later as far as what fasts are, are actually really good to do and how to do them. Um, Moses fasted for 40 days. And while he was doing that, that's how we got the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. So it's rooted in the Old Testament. And there's a lot of people, uh, would you agree, that think after the New Covenant, you don't have to fast? There are some people, There, I can't say there's a lot of people, but there are some people that do think that way. However, those people are wrong because there's plenty of New Testament examples of people fasting too. Jesus fasted 40 days in the wilderness when he was tempted by by Satan. Yep. Um, I'm sure Paul had a few fasts in there he when he did. was on his missionary journeys. There's an example uh, in Acts. Paul and Barnabas prayed and fasted before appointing more leaders. Yeah. So there's, so, there's purpose. There know? is. There, and, you know... I can only speak to my personal experience with prayer and fasting is they kind of do go hand in hand that, you know, when, when you're fasting, you're spending that time in prayer rather than eating Mm -hmm. and you're really seeking the Lord and saying, you know, what is it that you want or what is it that, that, you know, I'm supposed to do? You can, you know, if, when you fast, you have to fast for a reason. Yes. There has to be a purpose behind it. And it could be multiple, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing too. And and you mentioned, you know, other, other religions, other people around Mm -hmm. the world do this, but they do it way better than Christians do. And it's, it's kind of controversial for me to say that. It's kind of kind of controversial for me to say that because this is a Christian podcast, but they do it with so much more intensity and so much more purpose behind it. Like they mean it when they do it. And again, it's so funny you say that because going back to when I ran into my friend Beth, she said the same thing. Like we were shamed by Gandhi of how he fasted and how devout he was. And the church just was like, oh, oh well, are you kidding me? Like, like what? And it's, it's not just about the amount of days and everything like that. It's, it's like you said, you, you nailed it. The purpose of why you fast. I, I can't really give you a chapter and verse, but the one thing that does come to my mind is is the instructions given for fasting. Yeah. When you fast, don't be like the heathens. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't do it as a badge of honor. Don't cover yourself in sackcloth and be a huge hypocrite about it, yeah. basically is what they were trying to say is when you fast, you do it for yourself. Yeah. You do it because you need to spend that time with the Lord. You need to spend that direction you need that vision or you need that financial blessing or whatever it is you have a specific intent in saying this is what i need and this is what i'm willing to do to get it and you do it out of faith our whole our whole being with god is based in faith absolutely so doing when you go into a fast you are stepping out in faith saying god i know because god has a system and, and I'm not a legalist, but there are certain things I do agree with as far as there are systems and there are certain things in place where A plus B equals C. And when you fast and pray and you follow all the rules, there's an end result. It's guaranteed. You cannot sit there and say it's not because God himself said it is. Well, yeah, and there's all kinds of... I guess, if clauses, for lack of a better term, throughout Scripture in Second yes. Chronicles 7.14, if my people are called by my name and they humble mm-hmm. themselves and pray, then, you know, it, I mean, I'm a huge nerd, so it's kind of like if-then programming language type stuff, but it, it very much is that way. It's if you thing, do this, yes. I will do this. Yes. And it's it's constant throughout Scripture, whether you're talking about Old Covenant, mm-hmm. um, in, in the, the 600-some-odd laws of the Old Testament, yeah. there was a bunch of 
if you do this, I will do this. Yeah. And we just mentioned Second Chronicles. If you do this, I'll do this. Even yeah. in the New Testament, if you do this, I will do this. Yeah. Well, it goes to where people will cut off verses. We've talked about this before, and we'll, we'll get back to fasting in a second, but I want to segue into this because this is important because it ties in. Um, you know, the verse there, it says, I am working all things for the good of those who love me. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not for anyone. It's for those who love him. What does it mean to love God? There's stipulations on loving God, too. And people think loving God is just going to church or being a quote-unquote good person, which is open-ended if you use the world's you know, theology on that. Very much so. God makes it very clear what it means to love him. First, you have to hate sin, which in the Bible terms is fearing God is hating sin. That's what it means to fear God, which is also the beginning of wisdom. And growing with him and growing in that love takes times of fasting and prayer. Because you take a big step forward, especially in today's culture, by fasting, because it looks weird, it looks like it's mystical. And I'm glad you mentioned what you... Because I have the verse you referenced, Matthew 6, 16 through 18. This is Jesus talking to, if anyone wants to be like, well, man said this, or or Joe and John said this. This is Jesus himself talking, so unless you're not a Christian, you know, you need to, you need to, to look this up for yourself. This is Christ himself talking. A lot of people get offended by what I say when what they're not realizing. I'm, I'm quoting Scripture. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's paraphrased. I'm quoting Scripture. I'm quoting Jesus, and they're so offended, but, you know, Jesus offended people during his time, so we're in good company. He literally right? did say, I am the rock of offense. Exactly. And if again, look it up, people. People don't read their Bibles. Sorry, guys, I love you, but come on now. Uh, so Matthew 6, 16 through 18, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrite, hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show the others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full, which is just vanity. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face. Now, real quick, oil, that was just, that was their way of, of dressing up. That was their, like... It was a symbol of anointing. Exactly. It was a symbol, like, I'm good to go out. It's, it's, it, it, I think it was part of purifying, too. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's why they say that. So if you're confused ritual, by that statement, ritual cleansing, I believe it, it was would exactly be the proper term. Just putting on your best face. I'm anno- I'm good to go. I'm. I, I, everything's good in my life. I don't have anything going on. I'm not grieving. Kind. Of, it's a weird Jewish culture is, is crazy intense with all the things they do. Um, so verse 18, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen, and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Um, so anytime, you know, people think there's not a reward for fasting, there's plenty of rewards Mm -hmm. in every sense. Um, and, 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 you know, I'll go into that a little bit soon too. Um, and it goes along with Matthew 13, 23, the seed cast on good earth is the person who hears and takes in the news, then produces a harvest beyond his wildest dreams. You cannot have a good harvest if you're not doing everything you should be doing. It's be yeah. It starts with loving your neighbor, loving God, all that stuff. <clears throat> it starts with that. But if you if that's all you stick to and you don't go beyond that, you're dying. Oh yeah, you're dying. There's there's so much to this life, and it's a wonderful life if you go after it. It really is. We talked about that last <clears throat> week. Yeah, a little bit. We did because it all ties together. I believe <laughs> it, it really does. You too, nailed right? it last week, dude. You did. Well, I mean, it's, since we're talking about you know prayer and fasting and things, I kind of I kind of would like to give some examples of, of times in my life where I've done go prayer, for it, I've, where I've I've done yes. prayer and fasting, and I've seen the results of that. So, yes. 
uh, way, 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 way back in 2008, I was coming mm-hmm. off of a, a Convoy of Hope internship. And it oh, was wow. a, like, it was a Holy Spirit hand grenade time in my life. Like I was being mm-hmm. used in ways I never would have thought I'd be used. Left and right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, it was, I can't go into detail, but it, it was, it was amazing. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. After that though, you know, I came back and I was like, okay, well, what's next? What's, what's the next mm-hmm. thing? Right. And I wasn't getting anything. It was just silence on on every prayer that I could so on and oddly enough like you said it's not very well taught on or it's not very often taught on but there was a sermon that mm-hmm. um, one Sunday that my pastor preached that was about pr- prayer and fasting mm-hmm. and he's like if you're really seeking an answer from the Lord try fasting yeah so I did I did like a, a three-day fast or something like that where on my lunch break I would just go out to my car and I'd read scripture and mm-hmm. I'd pray and what was revealed to me at that time it's still kind of unfolding in front of me as we're in 2020 now. And it's yeah. really odd to see that. Um, How it works. Was it necessarily what I was looking for in the answer to my fast? No, but God was revealing things to me. Mm-hmm. And it sort of drove me to make the decision to say, okay, I need to go back to school and I need to do something with my life. It's that motivation. Yeah. And it, it does so, fire you up. So was it the answer I was necessarily looking for? No, but did it get me to the next point? Yes. And that's sort of how it works. You got to you got to be open to whatever God wants to show you when you when you do these things. That's right. Uh, or if you're fasting with a specific intent to say, you know, I really need a financial blessing, mm-hmm. keep your eyes open because you don't know where it's going to come from. No, and he he likes to do funny stuff, trust me. I don't have time to do, like you know, like I told on Monday, uh during this like during the summer, um I was talking to uh, my friend, again, Beth, who I met through another mutual friend. And, you know, she was asking me about missionary stuff. And she's like, well, you know, what's your heart as far as where God's leading you? I said, you know, it's funny. Uh, the missionary stuff is one thing. But I just want to be able to find a way and provide for my friends and myself a way where we don't have to worry about fundraising. Two weeks ago, we're doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. My, I even said my phone's blowing up with the heck. And she, she proposed this idea where, where they're hooking me and my friends up. Again, after doing what the Bible told me to do, when you're looking for answers, mm-hmm. it works. That would have never happened had I not been obedient. But again, I'm, I'm going to echo what we just said here. It comes down to what your motivation is. If your intent right. behind doing the, the fast is just to say, oh, I need this you're probably not going to get the result you want. Your intent has to be pure. Your motive has to be pure. You have to want to be able to honor the Lord with whatever it is that you're fasting for. Yes, and I'm glad you say that because some guys, and guys, I'm talking to you because I can only speak for guys, there's guys that have tried to pray and fast for a specific girl to Mm. date or marry. Mm. That's manipulation, brother, and you don't want to do that. Uh, There's so many examples I could think of. People I went to college for, the ring by spring thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's not about that. Um, We've we've talked about finances, yes, because sometimes you really do need a financial breakthrough. Um, and but it's it's other things too. It's it's spiritual stuff, guys. It's 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 God breaking you of old and bad habits, old mindsets that are keeping you trapped. That maybe maybe it's not so much that you need God to give you a huge load of money. Maybe God just needs to break some old mindsets so you He enables you to be better with your finances, so you Ooh. don't have a poor man's mentality, Ooh. which I had to have broken of me. 
weird. I, huh? I like where you're going with this. It's, though. It's like this good. It all tied, dude. It's mind blowing how something as simple as just saying, "Okay, God, this is weird, but I'm not going to eat food or or do this or do that for a little while." And then when you submit to him and trust him and you get through it, he's like, oh, by the way, here you go. And then all these things are added on to you. Well, can I can I just take a second, too, and go say that it. sometimes it doesn't even have to be food? No. Well, no, I mean, full spiritual stuff is food, but I, I see where you're yeah, going with Yeah, well, that. okay. Biblically, yes, they always use food as the example. Yeah. But in, in a more modern context, I would say whatever that one thing that mm-hmm. takes away your attention yeah. from God is the thing yeah. you should fast. Now, if that's media, if that's television, if that's social media, yeah, do it. Do it. Whatever's grabbing your attention away from where your focus should be, mm-hmm. that's what needs to happen. It's true, yeah. And, and oh, I mean, along with not telling anyone, yeah, uh, it's not even just so you don't look like a, like a holier-than-thou spiritual jerk. It's not just about that. It's also to protect you, too. Um, because even Christians will tell you, and I've had this happen, where people people will try to manipulate Scripture so you they feel comfortable around you. They don't do it for any other reason than like, oh, I don't want to do that, or oh, I feel like a lesser than Christian. Well, your insecurities are not my problem, which is why I don't trust certain people with certain things, because mm-hmm. they're insecure. I love you, but it, it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um you also want to protect yourself from people trying to drag you down because when you are hungry, your whole body is an, is I don't want to say agony, but it's freaking out. Yeah, it's it's not a normal thing for the human body to go without food. Not at all. Um, but denying yourself that and focusing on 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 what God wants, mm-hmm. it, it really, you, when you're in that period, you at least in my experience, you don't really feel the hunger pains. The hunger pains are there. And you will feel right. them after you're done with whatever prayer session it is. Right. But while you're right. in it, you don't really have those hunger pains. Uh, yeah. It's it's strange to say. It takes time, but the body the body adapts. It it does, but it also is an example of what Jesus said in Scripture when he was being tempted by Satan of saying, mm-hmm. "Man does not live by bread alone." No, and that's part of it too. You are submitting your flesh to God. That's a huge part. And it's not just your hunger. You're submitting every part of your flesh because your flesh is always at war with your spirit. Always. Constantly. So you're telling your your flesh, and Paul said it, where he, he beats his body into submission. You have to do that. It sounds, it sounds very legalistic. It sounds very like, oh, you know, that doesn't sound like God's grace and love and all the flowery, sugary stuff we like to talk about in church, which is part of it. But it's one-dimensional. We have to go into this, these other subjects that make us fully developed spiritual human beings. Because, And I know it sounds weird coming from a person like me who struggled with maturity most of their life. But I'm telling you, this stuff will catapult you where you need to be spiritually as a person maturity-wise. Mm-hmm. This is a huge part of it. It sounds weird. Trust me, I used to think it was weird too. But uh, I was immature. Yeah, well, and spiritual maturity is paramount. If you're ever going to grow in your relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord, you have to continue to to grow deeper, to to mature. Yeah. I mean, even Peter said that when he said, you know, you guys should be eating meat. You guys are still yeah. drinking milk. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. It's it's perfect example because God is not a one-dimensional God. So why would we have a one-dimensional relationship or life? We, we don't. I right. Mean, it's, right. It's not meant to be that way. Not at all. It's boring. Like so many Christians are like, I'm bored with my spiritual life. What are you not doing? 
Well, and, and that's that's a really good question too. So I, I'm, I'm going to leave it up to you. But you okay. know, if if we're going to offer some sort of uh, challenge or encouragement this week, what do you what do you think that should be? Well, first, I'm going to tell you an easy way to fast that's based in judges. Okay. Um, and it works from personal experience and other people that I look up to and people have been mentors. Um, they would fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And they did it for, I believe, 21 days. And that's that's what a lot of churches do and a lot of other people have done mm-hmm. because it's an easy enough fast because, uh, I mean, 21 days with just... Some people do the 21 days where it's just water and maybe a little bit of like broth here and there. And not that that doesn't work, but as far as an easy fast, people will do like a three-day one, like you mentioned, which mm-hmm. works great. So mm-hmm. it's not... It's it's quality over quantity too. It let's, is. Let's, let's make that clear. Again, the, the, the number one thing we can say for anything that we're saying right now, the motive behind it mm-hmm. is what really matters. Exactly. Exactly. And and like I like I said, you find you, you seek God's will with that. So I like I said, I know a lot of people that will do the twenty one days, six AM to six PM. I'm not saying gorge your mind out either when six PM comes around. Eat till you're satisfied and then be done with it. Don't be a pig. And try to eat healthy too. That's a nice little Little tip. You know, I've, I've done ones healthy. like that too. Uh, it, where, where, you know, six a.m. to six p.m. and right. then after sundown or whatever it is, you can. Right. You know, I, I've done things like that. Um, I've done what they call the Daniel fast too, where it's vegetables and water. For, I couldn't get into that. It, you that one. I, I will give you that. a word of warning on that one. Yeah. You have to prepare yourself in advance for that one because your body goes through a massive chemistry change like that, and your body will reject it. I actually yeah. ended up in the hospital because I did it wrong. Well, that and uh, the Daniel. Why don't give someone a? This is an, another evangelist that said this. Don't give someone a cookbook when you're wanting them to do a fast. Yeah. He's like, that is dumb. And I thought about that because I heard different things about the Daniel fast. And and I know um, with, when it comes to fasting and, and even just whole diets all around, um, people get weirded out and stuff like this. Um, I've done some wild diets in my day because of wrestling and bodybuilding and powerlifting. Trust me. I've seen them all across the board. Um, like even like keto, keto is not bad, but people think keto is a new thing. That's what bodybuilders did in the forties and fifties to build muscle without putting on too much fat. That's not a new concept. It just has, it just has a new name. <laughs> I always make fun of people cause we used to do that all the time. We just didn't call it keto. We called it bodybuilding. Um, but, uh, you know, like when it comes to this stuff, I get why people are leery of it because it sounds like a diet. This is not a diet. Mm-mm. This is a spiritual thing. Yes, it involves your diet, but this goes beyond just food. This goes beyond the physical. The beginning of it is submitting your flesh to God, but it goes into every aspect of your life. People have received healing through fasting. Families have been restored. People have been healed of cancer. Um, and I, I legitimately look it up. They have. Even doctors will tell people to fast when they have cancer because it rebuilds stem cells. MIT put that out. Look it up. Um, there's so many benefits to fasting. I don't have time to list them. I, I, I just, uh, it's mind blowing when I was doing my homework on this. Just, I knew there was a lot to it and I already knew a fair amount from the people I've been around. And then the more, the more I dove into it, I'm like, why aren't we teaching this more? So that's why it was, it became louder and louder uh, in my mind to talk about. So, yeah, I mean, we, we've mentioned Fiji and the revival that resulted as people fasted. We've, mm-hmm. 
mentioned the scriptural examples of what happens when people fast. I mean, uh, yeah. one we didn't necessarily mention, but in the book of Jonah, you know, the entire nation entire of Assyria nation. got saved yeah. because they fasted. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, our own personal examples of our lives of what happens when mm-hmm. we've done things like that. So again, I'm going to ask you, what do you think uh, is the encouragement here? Or what is, what is the challenge that we can give our listeners to say? Well, one is no great life or ministry ever existed without prayer and fasting when it comes to someone who wanted to actually excel in their spiritual life and walk. There's not one story in the Bible where the, those people who really like excelled didn't fast. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, from, from Moses, David, uh, Jesus, and all the disciples, they all took time to fast. So if you're, if you're someone who takes their spiritual life seriously, and if you're listening to this, I hope you do, find a way to make it work. Find what fast works for you. Talk about it with God. Talk about it with you. I know there's, I know there's health things. I know there's people who don't going through different seasons. I know that, but first, seek God's will. Like, okay, am I fasting for the right reasons? Like you've been saying, because motive is key. Mm-hmm. What am I fasting for, and what kind of fast will work for me? Start there, and then try it. And like I said, don't tell anyone about it. Just you and God, but. Once it's over, we want to hear. We want to hear what worked for you. We want to hear your testimony. We want to hear. You know, you don't have to go into detail about as far as what you did fasting wise, but tell us like, hey, you know, God did. God had this breakthrough. I'm healed from this, or this happened for me, or this mm-hmm. this financial blessing came out of nowhere. Yeah, I would. I would love to hear some results. We want to hear. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys. And if you have more questions about fasting, feel feel free to message one of us. We we have uh, we have experience. We also have tools and resources that can you know I can direct you to different um, evangelists and teachers that know this subject inside and out. And so does Joe. So yep. And, and here's here's kind of the kicker too, because a lot of people associate this verse with, this verse with tithing, but I mm-hmm. also think that you know. Uh, what is it? Um, Malachi 3, test me in this. Test me in this, yeah. This is one of those things. <laughs> it's funny. I was just reading through Malachi. I'm dead serious, and I don't I don't make, I don't play with this. I was just reading through Malachi. Yeah. It's I, a well, short book. It's like four chapters, but. I, I think this verse applies to that, too, does. though. Is, you know, if, if you're one of those people, maybe you've never fasted before, or maybe mm-hmm. you've been thinking about it, or maybe, maybe, just maybe, mm-hmm. you've been a Christian for a while, but you're feeling a little stagnant. Yeah, which we've all we've all unfortunately been there yeah yeah well now would be the perfect time to say maybe i need to fast maybe i need to try something new to get to that next level of my spiritual walk right especially with the new year coming up a lot of people and a lot of churches do that Mm -hmm. and that's that's really a great way to start because you 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 my home church back in illinois actually every every first week of january Mm -hmm. no really yeah that's awesome i wish more churches would do that i really do that's because Something about it, it just, it unifies, it gets the church ready, it, it sets up those hedges of protection. It just does all kinds of great stuff for, for everyone involved. So yeah, I mean, if, if there's anything that I can say to encourage anyone, especially if you're going through that, that drought, mm-hmm. give it a try. And yeah. if we're going to back it up with a scripture, test me in this, mm-hmm. try it and see what God will do. Yeah. But again, motive is key you've got to do it with the right motive you can't do it just because you feel like you should you got to do it because you know that it's the right thing to do right and like i 
don't do it to manipulate a situation or a person. Or wear it like a badge of honor and or be like, oh, look how holy I yeah, am. Because then you're just a Pharisee. You just look like, yeah, you just look like a jerk. So, man, I love think, this subject, dude. I know. We, we can keep going it. on this for I a could, while, But too. I think, I, I think I don't want, you know, we don't want to overload people. This is the basics that they need. And like we said, you got questions or testimonies, you let us know. We, we want to see how this is affecting people, whether this is working or whether we need to change stuff. Yeah. We're open to that. We're still learning. And I mean, again, we, we want to hear from you guys, yeah. whether it's testimonies of, hey, you know, I, I tried this and it really worked, or hey, I'm going to have a question about whatever subject. Yeah. Let us know, and we'll try to do the best we can to cover it. Yeah, we will. As uh, we, we generally care about people's, you know, spiritual growth. We, you know, we know what it's like to be on your end and have people pour into us. So, you know, part of being in the kingdom of God is paying it forward like that and, and pouring into people once you've been poured into. And this iron is sharpens a iron. It. Exactly. It's that simple. None of this is hard. Now that said, <laughs> I, I, I would be remiss if we mm. didn't at least take the last few minutes that we have to say that, you know, it's what, six days away from, from Christmas. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So uh, from the bottom of our hearts to yours, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy dude. New Year. Yeah. Uh, although you'll probably hear from us before the New Year hits. A little bit. Just a smidge. A little bit. But yeah, we do want to say Merry Christmas. We hope you guys have a great holiday with your family yep. as much as you can in the 2020 circumstance that we're under. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. I'm enjoying 2020. 2021 is going to be a great year. Trust me. Okay. Whether I'm whether I'm in the snow or on a beach, it's going to be a good year. Well, I know you much prefer the beach. But... I do, my man. And that may come. So, but yeah, Merry Christmas, boys and girls. Alrighty. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>